It's the L.A. Steel Show. Thanks for joining us again uh, tonight. And uh, tonight we got a special guest uh, going to be joining us, um, as Rabbi Michael Lerner. He's the author of A Revolutionary Love, which is a vision of the 21st and 22nd centuries of a utopian earth and kind of a fifth dimensional existence. Uh, but it, uh, it's a roadmap to how we, he wants to do this, or he plans to do this. Uh, he's a, a Jewish scholar and a writer of about 14 different books, I believe. But um, we're going to try calling him right now, and hopefully he'll be with us in just a few minutes. Hi, this is Rabbi Michael Lerner. Sorry I can't get to the phone, although I may be running up the stairs at this very moment to try to pick it up. So please leave a message because that will give me enough time to get up. But if I don't answer, and I never answer on Friday night or Saturday, um, please leave your name and phone number. Even if you're positive, I, um, I have it because I have an incredible ability to lose the numbers and then not re- or not remember where I put it or whatever. So please do leave your number, and I will try to call back as soon as I possibly can. You might also try me at my office, 510-644-1200. Thanks and many blessings and have a wonderful week and a a healthy life. (laughs) Bye-bye. Well, so much for that. Um, uh, uh, Rabbi Lerner, uh, this is Leo from the L.A. Steel Show. Uh, You're supposed to be on this evening at this number. let me give you a call-in number, uh, 646-915-9505. I'll be looking forward to seeing that on the board and put you on as soon as possible. Hopefully you're just running up the stairs like you say you were. Uh, but we do have a interview with you tonight, and I'd like to go over your Revolutionary Love uh, book. Uh, again, that's uh, 646-915-9505. Thank you. All right, well, I guess uh, he's not going to be with us for a while, if he's with us at all, but um, that happens once in a while. Um, but let me uh, let me explain to you basically what this uh, uh, book was about, which I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it's called The Political Manifesto to Heal and Transform the World. Well, really an interesting book um, uh, about a lot of interesting aspects on how to heal the world, but... I've never, I, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm kind of skeptical um, about healing the world, you know, but um, the, who knows, you know, it might be, uh, might be possible. I think if we had, um, if there was anything we could possibly do um, to save the world, it would be to, uh, number one, get rid of uh, the entire Trump administration every damn Republican and every sycophant and every miserable human being that there is. Lock them up, put them away, just like uh, they do in liberal states, right? No, I'm just kidding. But there's some, he talks about making love with these people somehow. And that, I don't know about you, but making love to a Trumper is like, you know, you know, banging heads against the wall. You know, you're never going to do that. And, um, I know because I've tried. I've had I got friends of mine who are, I mean, we can be friends, but man, we're never ideologically. I don't think we'll ever be able to um, make uh, 
makes sense. But this is my problem with uh, with Trumpianism and revolutionary love. Mm. You know, it's probably a good word for it, revolution. That's basically the only way you're going to get around it. Um, and we're headed for a revolution. There, there's no question in my mind we're in one. Um, you know, uh, with Donald Trump trying to take over the damn country in a, in a, in a dictatorial, authoritarian uh, fashion like Putin and uh, Kim Jong-un and, uh, uh, you know, the asshole out in Saudi Arabia. I mean, who are we kidding here? You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's insanity. And so I uh, uh, I don't know if I agree with, uh, with uh, the, the rabbi here, uh, Michael Werner, and uh, I really do... Uh, wonder where his um, all of these. Well, they, he's got a number of different places and things that places that are trying and striving. But it's the it's the possibility. Well, let me let me refrain. Uh, re, 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 let me restrain myself there before I go on. Uh, back in um, I don't know, it was 2012. Uh, in November of 2012, uh, we did. I did a tremendous study of this with uh, my friend George Dixon, and we did a study of the Mayan calendar for almost a year on our radio show, which was Friday nights with George Dixon, and uh, we discussed the um, uh, the Mayan calendar and how it it, it predicted the uh, end of the world as we know it. Okay, in uh, 2012, uh, November actually, uh, no, November 11th, 2012, I believe, right, right in that period. That was the actual day when we moved from um, uh, from a Pisces uh, to Aries, Aries, rather, not Aries, um, Aquarius, and into that um, link, into that hemisphere. And uh, or into that astrological star sign, uh, and if you believe it all in astrology, which I do, uh, you know because I, I've seen it work. I, I had a good friend of mine, uh, Bill Marshall, who used to be an astrologer on my radio show, my FM show, uh, for a number of years, and uh, yeah, he was a great political astrologer as well. He predicted uh, the nine one one. Okay, believe it or not, it's a year before it actually happened. To the day, to the time, uh, it was unbelievable. He, he has written up in a paper about that uh, prediction, and uh, did a number of predictions that uh, came together. And one of the last before he passed away back in '07 was he said there would be a major revolution in 2025. He saw it in the stars. He saw it in the predictions, and. Um, uh, he said that uh, that would be a significant, significant period of, of revolution in the United States. Now, I can understand that because, I'll tell you, between the Republican and the Democratic um, parties, there's no there's no room to maneuver here. You know, it's like they're basically one and the same. I mean, look how many Republicans stood up at the Republican, uh, the Democratic convention, and renouncing Trump and the Republican Party for where they're headed. I mean, it tells you that there's really no difference right now with for, uh, with our good friend uh, Joe Biden and uh, you know the uh, the Republican uh, centrists, if you will. 
the right wing crazy radical moron mother jubber idiots uh you know out in the Nazi land uh the ones who tried to uh uh kidnap uh, uh the uh, governor of Michigan uh they were caught uh, yesterday or today um you know uh, there was 13 of these idiot militia guys that were actually plotting to kidnap uh the uh the governor of Michigan. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, this is, and, and based on Trump's orders, let's figure, he said, stand down, but stand by. You know what I mean? That was what he said in his, uh, in the, uh, um, in the uh, debate when they asked him if he would denounce uh, white supremacists. And he said, no, I won't. He says, I just tell them to stand by. Uh, and stand down and stand by because then we may reactivate them later. <laughs> you know this guy. This 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 guy is, a, is is Hitler for crying out loud. I mean, who? How are you going to make friends with Hitler? How are you going to love Hitler? You know, I mean, he, he, he can't. How are you going to love Charlie Manson or uh, Jim Jones or uh, every psychopathic mother idiot in, in the world? Uh, you know, you, you can't. So my. I, I'm sorry that we couldn't get hold of uh, our friend uh, tonight, but um, you know he's who knows. I mean, he's in Utopia, but visiting Utopia. But uh, you know this this is something that I don't really quite understand because I'm not really. Um, I mean, I've read Thomas More's Utopia, and I've read um, you know so many futuristic. Uh, um, prophecies, brave new world, and so on. And uh, I think th- I think that we're more right now in a brave new world, which is uh, where uh, you know we're going to be governed by uh, um, uh, artificial intelligence. Which we aren't already. Capitalism is going to go through the roof. He has this thing about trying to uh, getting more in a socializing. The, our democracy, socializing our uh, the equity in our in our system and making it fair. I mean, it's uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I just saw today where they expect Trump, not Trump, um, um, not Trump, but um, Elon Elon Musk, to will predict to him to be the first trillionaire, trillionaire. Now, if that's not insane, I I don't know what is. Yeah. But I mean, one man can be can rule the world there as a trillionaire, right? Uh, but it's it's like uh, I I just don't understand where the uh, the equity in the system is and has to be turned around. Uh, Martin Luther King died before he passed away, and one of the reasons I believe he was he was murdered by the government, and that's proven that he was murdered by the government by our government. Um, the, uh, he was, uh, not only was a threat in reckoning and trying to, and try, he got the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, for his, uh, work and, um, and civil rights, but more so, uh, in the final days of his movement, he was advocating, uh, for, uh, equality. He was, you know, for not just black equality, but economic equality. You know, he wanted. He saw there that made it wasn't a black against white issue. It was white black against the extreme wealthy, 
who are suppressing wages and running the government and, you know, paying off politicians and everything else and corrupting our system of justice and equality. And that in itself is, is the essence of our um, demise, okay? The inequality of our system in the United States is just, um, you know, coming apart at this point. It's, it's being exposed for what it is, and Black Lives Matter, and uh, racism, and the uh, white elitism. And you see the 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 the, the uh, clamoring and the and the desperateness, okay, of Trump's followers who are all the extreme right white uh, supremacists. And or but you know to me probably the dumbest fucking people in the United States in the, in the country gotta be minorities for Trump. I mean this is this is like insanity. These people gotta be insane. I mean you know I, I think like I think of uh, uh, what was his name Kane uh, Tom Tom Kane or whatever his name was the 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 the, uh, the black guy who owned a bunch of uh, fast food places Herman Kane who just passed away from coronavirus after Trump's rallies, okay? Two weeks later, the guy was dead from coronavirus, okay? Yet he was, he was seen in the rallies, not wearing a mask, sitting next to people. I mean, it's just, like, absurd. And then two weeks later, he catches COVID and he's dead. Um, you know, uh, Trump's doing the same thing, you know? The only difference, Trump got a little, probably a little better uh, health care than uh, King got, but... Uh, at the same time, you know, <laughs> when you when you're dead, you're dead, and it uh, looks like our friend is dead, um, is uh, on death row anyway. Uh, Trump, I'm greater than ever, blah blah blah. You know, I'm no one's better than me, and I'm so healthy, I beat COVID. You know, but you know, according to all of his doctors, he's still, and I quote this, uh, not out of the woods yet. And uh, they're being very vague about how he's handling it right now. He's making all kinds of crazy things and irrational and nuts. And, I mean, 34 people in the White House got affected with by that bastard. Okay, I mean, I would want to kill that guy if I worked for him at this point. I mean, infecting me and infecting my family, infecting everybody around because a son of a bitch wouldn't wear a uh, insisted that if we work for him, we can't wear a mask, or, and he won't wear a mask, and Everybody's got to have a love fest of COVID, and it's just—I uh, mean, Chris. Even all the even all the generals are, are on quarantine now because one of them got a you know a joint use of staff. You know, one guy got a, got COVID. It's totally freaking unbelievable, totally unbelievable what we're allowing right now. Now, getting back for a minute, and our friend has not called, so I'm figuring he's probably missed the the appointment, but. Uh, you know, that happens once in a while, and, uh, you know, people get busy and um, or forget. And, um, you know, I can't, uh, not much you can do about it. But you just move on, you know. And uh, i got a lot to talk about tonight, and uh, there's a lot of things that are happening that are uh, uh, just ongoing. I mean, I got, you know, you know, I don't know if anybody realized this, but, you know, Chris Christie wound up in the hospital uh, over this coronavirus thing. He was one of them. They wanted him in the hospital. He's got asthma, you know, and he's like, you know, 100 pounds overweight. 
So it's like this guy has got some pre-existing conditions, and he wound up uh, shaking hands with Trump the other day at the, you know, at the at the rallies and at the, uh, I mean, without masks, just just being a complete idiot. I mean, you know, if he dies tomorrow, I mean, who the hell's gonna, you know, who cares? The guy didn't have enough sense in his head, you know, to put a damn mask on. You know what I mean? If he had to be at the the rally or had to be there. That's one thing, but you gotta kind of protect yourself from that, especially when the guy's a crazy bastard like like Trump. So, you know, I I don't know. It just gets crazier and crazier. I'm um, I'm going to try this guy one more time, I think, and uh, see if he answers. If not, then maybe he's got corona or something. Who knows? You never know sometimes. Let's see if he answers. Hi, this is Rabbi Michael Lerner. Sorry I can't get to the phone, although I may be running up the stairs at this very moment to try to... Nah, he's, he's probably fell off the stairs. Anyway, uh, well, I'll continue. Tonight I, I, wanted to, um, I, was, I wanted to touch on a few other things tonight as well. One was, um, I thought I'd read, a, read one of my articles that I wrote recently. And it, this really bothers me so because it's... Um, it's um i think i think what bothers me most about what's going on is i i really really pity the uh trump's followers okay i really do and i wrote this and i've, I've had several thousand uh visitors to to my site in the last day that i wrote it two days since i wrote it but it's called the martyrdom of trump's disciples and followers yeah, you know, it's uh, really rather interesting. Um, but the martyrdom of Trump's disciples and followers. Devoted followers of Donald Trump are martyring, uh, martyring uh, themselves for their leader. They are his faithful, like all cult followers who followed Jim, followed Jim Jones, Adolf Hitler, Charles Manson, all agents of Satan in his genocide of mankind. All Trump's faithful fanatics hide behind their torn coats of Christianity. The fornicating followers and the imbeciles of the far right have given up all rational thought and submitted their lives and the lives of their children on the fake fantasy of Donald Trump's promises. Clothed in hate, lies, and violence, Trump's fake love for his followers is to deceive them into believing he cares for them when all he cares about is himself and his re-election. I feel very sorry for Donald Trump's disciples and followers for their fate will be the same as all cult followers who believe in false in a false god. Their leader will betray them and poison their Kool-Aid as he now poisons all around them with COVID. I fear for friends and neighbors who have fallen under Trump's spell of hatred, which I know a number of them have a few friends, entitlement, greed, racism, and narcissism, and risk their lives and the others and others by refusing to wear masks in public places or shout insane defenses for Trump's actions while waving in mass unsocial distancing crowds they average the American flag of hatred and insanity instead of pride, patriotism, and honor. 
I fear the end is very near for all of Trump followers as he leads them over the cliff of COVID-19 while cursing at all who abide by government safety rules and health concerns for themselves and others. The martyrdom of Trump's disciples and followers will be an impulsive drive of millions to suicide and depression, loss of any future vision but hate, death, violence, and despair is their martyrdom to a false god who once promised them, promised them the fulfillment of all their ungodly desires. And, you know, it's frightening. It's really, really frightening. But, uh, hey, you know, that's that's the way the thing is set up, you know. Huh. Hate to say it. But we're we're on a on a verge of great, great, great uh, uh what can I say? I was surprised uh last night, uh if anybody watched that 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 uh that debate, um questions of it that's what you could call it. But I uh I was uh the the presidential debate uh, the first one was was quite a fright. And I I got to admit I could only watch ten minutes of it. I couldn't stand watching Trump spit all over the place and accuse you know uh, and talk over everything and have you know he just felt like a freaking moron. Uh, you know, but I, so I wrote I wrote this article after the next day. I, I was so disgusted by it. It's called The Wretched Desperation of Trump and His Supporters. Desperate, desperate, very, very desperate. The Wretched Desperation. After watching 10 minutes of last night's presidential debate, I gave up expecting anything of value um, to come from the bullshit, gagging, moronic statements of Donald Trump and turned off the television. I have never been so disgusted by a politician as I am by Trump and his hate-filled, desperate lies and vengeful, blatant insults he heard against, uh, hurled against Joe Biden. This blatant and pathetic attempt by Trump to harass and insult Biden proved how fearful of Biden he really is and how wretchedly desperate and moronic Trump appears to hundreds of millions, perhaps billions of people around the world who viewed the debate, proving that Trump is a wretched, lying, desperate despot, holding on to power any way he can. Any Trump-supporting white supremacist and Christian cult follower loved Trump's debate performance last night because they are the same insulting moron lovers who get sexually turned on by Trump when he pulls his pants down and waves his wilted penis at the opponent at the opponents on stage. That's what he is disgusting. Wretched, orange faced, lying, desperate loser who knows once he's lost the election, he and his family members will be indicted on hundreds of counts of fraud, tax evasion, corruption, treason, bankruptcy, and twenty five outstanding lawsuits against them for sexual assault and any accusation against him for having underage sex made by Jeff Epstein's partner in crime, Jessalyn uh, um, Maxwell. Joe Biden has nothing to worry about after last night's unhinged insanity um, exposed by Trump. The unfit-for-office, screaming, moronic idiot 
has fallen off the political ship pile he has been building for himself for the last four years. And last night he dived headfirst into it. No one but hate-filled white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and paid-off concession, conscienceless black spokeswomen and men for Trump could possibly come away with any respect for Trump after last night's debacle of a debate. So that's uh, those are my recent uh, studies and uh, essays that are on my website, lasteelshow.org. And uh, it appears that our friend... Uh, uh, you know, uh, stood us up here tonight, and uh, sorry to hear that, but say that, but uh, you know, it happens, and you know, things never, you know, never, you know, it doesn't hurt my feelings. The guy, you know, I, what I don't understand is, you know, there's part of this I don't understand, and I, I really have to ask him, being a Jewish scholar and all that stuff, is uh, where he stands on Palestine and Israel. You know, to me, those two major, uh, that major conflict determines everything in the revolutionary love. You know, I mean, I, it's just like, God, I, uh, I mean, there is, there is no love there between uh, Israel and Palestine and Lebanon and any of the surrounding countries they're trying to invade. And, you know, I, I was hoping to be able to talk to this guy about it, but you know, it doesn't turn out to be. Um, he's somewhere, and uh, but the uh, that that was one of the major questions that I found in when I was reading this book, and uh, uh, as a political manifesto, you know. Although I got to say that Cornell West um, writes about it. He says Michael Lerner is one of those significant prophetic public individuals or intellectuals and spiritual leaders of our generation. Secular intellectuals and those who yearn for a major change in the direction of American society can learn a lot from reading this book, the Cornell West. And those of you who don't know Cornell West is he's a professor of the practice of public philosophy department of African and African American Studies, uh, Harvard University. Uh, you probably know if you if you're a liberal or if you follow any liberal circles, you you, you know Cornell West, and uh, respect the guy. Now I do. Um, he's a real fighter. But anyway, my my uh, thought tonight is uh, um, maybe uh, you know you know maybe I can read something from this. Um, from this book, just to say we did um, take it up. But um, no, let's see. I can pick and choose some of these things. Um, his his premise or his uh, one of his major premises in it is uh, building a uh, as it building a caring society. It's actually part two of this book, and the other part was, you know, introducing the concept of, of society building or rebuilding. But basically, you know, uh, strategies for building the caring society. And the first part of this, which I agree with, is uh, overcoming the dictatorship of the capitalist marketplace. You know, and it's interesting that he uh, 
that he, he quotes uh, Martin Luther King because I, I had just quoted him, but I didn't notice that this was um, one of the statements. Martin Luther King Jr. did not become the major icon of social change by giving a speech to 300,000 people in which his main line repeated several times was, I have a dream complaint, um, or I have a complaint, whatever. And effective leaders articulate a comprehensive vision of the world they aspire to create, their dream, in which uh, they had three chapters. Here, therefore, I want to consider. First step is toward building a caring society, but overcoming the dictatorship of a capitalist marketplace. That, that I was mentioning, they, uh, they expect Elon Musk to be the first uh, trillionaire, all right? And that's basically, I mean, we already have uh, some of the wealthiest, some of the, the wealth, most, some of the wealthiest people ever lived on the planet, um, uh, like Zuckerberg, uh, worth a hundred and, he's worth almost a billion dollars, probably. Um, you have uh, Elon Musk, of course, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, and so many others. They're all billionaires, multi-billionaires. Um, Jeff Bezos is worth the last year was worth 130 billion dollars for kind of a while. You know, um, Warren Buffett was worth uh, 30 billion dollars or something. This is personal gain, personal assets. Not to mention what they what they control. You know, and it's a, it's an absolutely overwhelming concept. And when you think about the um, astronomical wealth of these people. Uh, you know, oh, well, they're creating jobs, man. They're they're busy, busy, busy. Yeah, well, you know, I guess somebody's got to build a, a $23 billion, million dollar yacht or $100 million yachts. And, uh, somebody's got to build the, uh, their, their $100 million mansions and stuff. But, you know, that's, uh, that's all right, I guess. But uh, I just don't understand the... Inequity, how our society became so, so, so incredibly um, divided, you know, economically divided, uh, beyond belief. We're the wealthiest country in the world, supposedly, and yet we have uh, 46% of our people who uh, haven't got a dime to, to, to rub, haven't got any money, okay, or can't pay rent. You know, it's a little uh, almost barely on poverty for Christ's sakes. So it's like when you when you when you're dealing with that. Yes, there's a religion here. There's a religion of, of hypocrisy. There's a religion of insanity. There's a religion of cruelty. There's a uh, but where is the religion that we're looking for, talking for, training our children to be? You know, is atheism more um, more uh, 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 ethical? Okay, then Christianity or uh, Judaism or Buddhism or you know any any of the isms. That what is more uh, 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 real? What is more compassionate? I would take an atheistic, uh, compassionate person, all right, or somebody who's uh, you know born again evangelist who uh, wants to you know. Uh, uh, Kill everybody, you know what I mean? Or uh, go out on the white uh, supremacists, and uh, you know, uh, or you know, having babies uh, separated at the borders, you know, and put in cages. And I mean, this is these 
These people have no conscience. These people have followed Trump. These crazy-ass evangelicals that don't make any sense whatsoever in this world. So, you know, what are we doing with here as religion, all right? Um, tonight, I, 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 I put the show under the category of religion because we were going to be talking with uh, a rabbi. But it uh, turns out he decided to uh, not to and uh, without canceling. So we're kind of uh, between the rock and a hard place here. So I'm dragging on. But I think it's, uh, I, in fact, I'm glad I, I was on tonight because I think I had a lot of important things to bring up. One of them, one of the major ones was, of course, the, uh, this, uh, the, what's happening to Trump right now, what's happening to the country right now. And uh, it's become something of a, it's, 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 it's become as, as crazy as the hurricanes that are coming up, the weather changes that are happening. The, the, uh, the, I mean, these poor people in Louisiana right now are about ready to get clobbered again. They're already clobbered again. After uh, a week or so ago, they were clobbered uh, with these hurricanes. Uh, it's, a, it's a tragic thing happening for the wildfires out west. The um, you know, devastation everywhere we hear it. And if you look at the at the end times, if you look at the prophecies of the end times, um, which I have studied, uh, and I I found that the in Revelations uh, the beast is supposed to appear right before the end times, the tri- during the tribulation, right? And boy, are we are we dealing with tribulation at this point? Um, but the beast governs the world, or the, not the world, but the, you know, might as well, the most powerful being in the world. But he fits this perfect uh, vision of what Trump is, uh, a blasphemous, uh, vain, uh, cruel, uh, frightening, hate-filled you know, person. That's what the beast is in, in Revelation. And... But the beast is only supposed to, to to be in power for, you know, a short period of time. So actually, it says 42 months, but you know, it's uh, it's about um, it, it's four years in this case. But he will be gone after that, and if he doesn't pass, he'll die. And uh, but he'll be totally impaired and uh, out of office. And then you know, God forbid, you wait till he's indicted by everybody in the world, basically. Uh, between uh, war crimes and uh, or or and um, you know uh, financial crimes and embezzlement and treason and you know you name it, this guy's done it all, all right? And uh, evaded taxes for the last ten years. You know, I mean, come on, you know, the guy only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes for the entire last ten years. Yeah, crazy, right? So you know, we're we're at a point where uh, that kind of financial or, or that kind of economic inequity is crumbling and destroying our country. This COVID uh, crisis has taken lost millions and millions and millions of jobs, and, uh, and businesses are failing, and airlines are failing, and cruise ships are failing. Everything, you, everywhere you look, is failing. And that is because of Donald Trump and the wonderful, wonderful uh, Trumponomics. Yeah, Trumpa, Trumpa, Trumpa nightmare. I mean, uh, it's just amazing. It's just totally, absolutely amazing that this guy, you know, 
could demand that he debates that he debate uh, Joe Biden in uh, in in a room, uh, you know, in a closed room like he did the last time, uh, with knowing that he has gone. Everybody in the world knows he's a he's a carrier now. He's gone to COVID carrier, and uh, he's going. He wants to infect everybody. He wants to infect Joe Biden. And you know what? They should just just drag him out there, throw him in a fucking quarantine uh, room somewhere and tie him down and, uh, you know, feed him intravenously and let him, let him croak, you know. It's it what he is. He's just a nightmare in hell, you know, and uh, people have got to see it. They have to see it. If they don't, they're blind. They're totally, absolutely blind to what he is and what he's going to do to them, what he is doing to them. So I don't know. I know I'm, I'm off on a tangent here a bit tonight, but uh, and our guest didn't show. But um, at the same time, um, we're not at a point of um, we're, we're we're getting near that point. We're in a revolution right now. You know, whatever, whatever happens, whoever takes over in the next, uh, if, if Joe Biden does take over in the next election. Uh, we will still be in a revolution, okay? But the far right will be revolution. That'll be we'll be fighting our brothers and our sisters and our our cousins and whoever and our neighbors and whatnot. People who who trusted Trump, people who think he's the best in the world, and uh, think that Democrats are going to bring us all to hell in a handbasket. But you know. What it is, basically, is this people are voting for their own health, their wealth, their sanity, okay? And that's why you're seeing every, so many people. And well, you know, you take right now our polls seem to show that uh, 36% of the of the country uh, want still are voting for Trump, even after all of this, and they may, he may not even live to be, uh, you know, to the, to the election, Yeah. I mean, Herman Cain uh, was fine, uh, and within seven days after he got infected, he was dead. So, you know, of coronavirus. So that's been the same thing that's happening here. Um, you know, he's uh, he's breathing heavy, and uh, you know he'll he'll pass out, I'm sure. But um, and right now he's uh, he's living on this. Uh, uh, the only thing that's keeping him alive are the steroids. Which are also causing him to be out of his mind. You know, he's getting getting loony, loony toony. On you know, he's rational as hell. Nothing he's saying or doing makes any sense whatsoever. So you know, they got to get rid of him. And uh, I think they're gonna. I think that's going to happen very shortly before the election because I don't think personally nobody can stand the guy anymore. Nobody can work with him because everybody's infected. Uh, so uh, he virtually doesn't have a White House staff. And, um, you know, he's up there by himself rattling around and coughing and spewing and, you know, swearing and whatever he's doing in the White House right now. But, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at, and um, that's where the country's at. And it's not getting much better. And whether or not this will, this, um, you know, whether or not this is a... Uh, what we have to look forward in the future I don't think so I, I think we're on the road to a revolution and like I said if tonight we're 
revolutionary love is what's uh, what uh, our, our guest was supposed to be talking about tonight. Uh, we found that uh, I, there's some truth to it, but the way to it is so so. He's he's saying it's going to take another hundred years, all right, for for us to get there, another century. But I don't think the world has enough time to get there. Um, we have to believe in a in ascension prophecy. We have to believe in order to get out of the hellhole we're in and destroying this con- this country and this world. Uh, environmentally, we have to look ahead. We have to believe in that our destiny is not extinction, but that our destiny is ascension. You know, and ascension is essentially what this is, where we're at. This is what's happening. This is why everything is shaking up. This is why everything is going crazy. Uh, every country, there's revolutions and protests and uh, murders and wars and everything else, because people are just fed up with what's happening. And the economic inequalities, the racial inequalities, the, uh, you know, um, the military aggressiveness, the wars and the, and the, the insanity that's going on around the world, it's just too much. And you have to take, sit back and take a breath. And say, wait a minute, where are we headed? Where is this world headed? And the only place we can understand where it's headed, you can see, is to hell. You know, if we continue with the leadership that we have now, and the belief systems, and the, and the religions, and the just the outright insanity, okay, that's guiding us through craziness land, okay. The, the excessive wealth, the excessive greed, the excessive criminality um, of the people in charge, the 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 of our leaders and bankers and lawyers and even doctors who have been cheating on opioid prescriptions and every other and stealing from Medicare, and, you know things like that. It's just you know our system is corrupt. Corruption is the basis of the world. You know, uh, uh, it just seems to be. And how are you going to change that in society? You can't. You can't. You can't. Even if they try, you know, you wind up having, the only way they've tried is in these socialist camps where everybody is uh, re-educated, you know what I mean? Uh, like they do in uh, in uh, Kim Jong-un's uh, North Korea or how they do it in, uh, um, you know, uh, all the all the communist states, uh, you know, China, they have re-education camps, you know, and things like that. Uh, that's how you are going to change the world uh, through a social uh, consciousness, okay? Because you have to put people into a training program, okay? <laughs> you know, nothing like teaching a seven-year-old guy, you know, he has to be... Uh, Something he never was or never never could be, but uh, finding a new way around the world. But it's uh, that's not going to happen. And until we, as a nation or as a country uh, or as a, a world, embrace the idea that we could all live in harmony, and I don't know that that doesn't seem to be possible. But 
maybe with uh, once our souls and bodies ascend to the fifth dimensional reality, then in fifth dimensional reality, we all are brothers and sisters. We all are kind to one another. The world is kind. The 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 um, you know <clears throat> there we're 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 virtually uh, spirits at that point. Uh, but we're if we live in a if we're almost in, a, in a, we would be in an Edonic state, like living in Eden if we were the fifth dimensional uh, ascension which is basically what this is and uh, where we're headed. Uh, and uh, according to the Mayan calendar, we started in 2012. And if you look at the political upheaval and the social upheavals of that period, we've been far, far, far more uh, uh, resistant and far more angry and far more uh, unsettled um, as 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 uh, humanity than we ever were, you know, individually and uh, collectively. But, um, and we're, we're frightened and we're um, unhealthy and we are, you know, disenfranchised, disillusioned, and, um, and we're, we're, we're in trouble as, uh, as individuals and as collectively and as a nation. And as a world, and until we understand that, and until we accept our fate, moving onward, moving upward, accepting the um, the soul, our souls, uh, and our guidance by God, our Creator, if we, uh, it, you know, if we just accept the in that and inert in the the not inert but the in uh, inner uh, soul allows us to uh, allows us to accept one another, I guess, because knowing that in us is also our creator, and our creator is, you know, who we are, basically. So I mean, it's no no different than being having a child. And having a child as a father or a mother, they're creators. You know, they created a child. So you're part of them. You're, you know, you'll always be a part of your parents uh, or whoever, you know, uh, but more so part of your parents, your DNA. But the soul, um, well, they wander on. Uh, and uh, hopefully they're led by um, proper parents and family and um, humanity, you know, humane and uh, loving people. They'll guide their children and guide their countries, guide whatever in their own lives into a um, harmony with the world as opposed to war with the world, as opposed to a disharmony, as opposed to anger and hate and, and uh, fear. Instead, we can embrace what's out there and be happy. And uh, I guess I guess that's where I want to leave tonight. It's uh, still got a few minutes, but um, even though the guy never showed up, you can check out his book called Revolutionary Love 
political manifesto to heal and transform the world. I, I don't know. I, if I were, uh, you know, the, I think everybody has some form of manifesto in somewhere more or less, but, um, Write your own, but write your own in a good way. Write it in a way to change the world in a righteous way, a loving way, caring way. Um, a great, uh, a great man that I uh, interviewed um, had the pleasure to interview. Actually, it's on my YouTube channel, uh, LA Still Show, uh, the LA Still Show, on YouTube. Um, there was an interview with uh, uh, um, uh, Sakya Trusen, who is a uh, He's like second to the Dalai Lama, okay, in uh, Hindu uh, religion. Uh, not Hindu, um, yeah, uh, Himalayan, you know, uh, Buddhism. And he uh, he said that the the two things in life that we must be, okay, we must adhere. There are two basic pillars to life that will keep us... Um, on the right track, right? And those two things, and, and take us eventually off the samsara wheel, which is the wheel of sorrow, and while we spin around and spin around and spin around uh, for an eternity on that wheel, and we keep getting reincarnated and miserable and come back to try to cure our lives and cure our karma. And, uh, but it's wisdom and compassion. And those two, those two elements are the wisdom of Buddhism and the the understanding the compassion having compassion for your fellow man but having the wisdom to know how to how to use that compassion and not be abused for your compassionate so to be wise and to be compassionate those are I'll leave you with those words tonight because I think that uh that was probably uh, one of the most prolific concepts and lectures I have ever heard, and um, and uh, it's quite quite good. You may you may want to let me refer you to that on my website. Uh, not my website, but my uh, YouTube channel. You can go to my website, look at the header menu, and you'll see my YouTube channel there. But you can go straight to YouTube, and it's the LA Steel Show. All right, and uh, check it out. Uh, and you, I have about 40 videos there, 40 different programs, but one of them is uh, lecture with psychiatrism. Check that out. Fascinating, fascinating um, interview with him, as well as a fascinating lecture. And um, with that, I'll leave you tonight, and we'll close the show. And I um, want to wish everybody a uh, uh, happy uh, uh, 8th of uh, October <laughs> and uh, also if you get a chance you might want to see my uh, you might want to go to my art and uh, photography website uh, which is also linked to my lasteelshow.org website it's called the art and photography of LA Steel um, dot uh, lasteelshow.org and um, I have about 3,000 images there I just had a wonderful uh, reception, uh, artist reception uh, for my photography, uh, sponsored by a, a local bank, which was, uh, they were fascinating. Uh, it's called the National Iron Bank uh, here in, in Salisbury, Connecticut. And uh, 
they uh it was really nice they had about had almost almost seventy people show up for a two hour reception we had food wine everything the bank was phenomenal um they paid for it it was just great and I sold a number of paintings uh, or a number of prints and uh it was successful but um I just wanted to mention that you can go to my website you can check those out um you know and um yeah, enjoy yourself. Uh, as far as uh, our friend here, uh, Mr. Lerner, uh, I guess we didn't learn anything from him tonight, but uh, I do, uh, his, his book is an interesting one. It's called Revolutionary Love. You can probably find that on Amazon or wherever you look for your books. And uh, with that, I'll leave you tonight and, uh, you know, hope for the, uh, and uh, let's see, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, I'm going to leave you with an interesting uh, uh, song. It's uh, I'll only play about a minute of it to close out tonight, but it's called October Night, and uh, it's really interesting. 